All right, welcome to episode 78 of Six Point Weekend. We're live on Spotify Green Room, so uh, we're going to try this whole thing out. So if it sounds a little weird, uh, that's why uh, we're just giving it a new shot, just trying to like, you know, try try and test the new waters, try new things. Uh, plus, you know, we're just, I'm just getting tired of Zoom. I don't know about y'all. I'm getting, I'm getting so tired of Zoom because um, we've been doing all of our episodes from uh, Zoom for the past year and four or five months. Although, to be fair, we have maybe done less than 10 episodes in a year and a half. Um, but yeah, so anyway. slackers. We're a bunch of slackers over here. Bunch of slackers. Uh, so anyways, I, I'm Chuck Evans, of course. Uh, along with me is Dave Warner. Yo. And Ebony Christmas. How you doing, Ebony? Hey, I'm pretty good. Excellent. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run through NCFC first, and then we're gonna talk uh, courage because you know NCFC deserves a little moment in the sun, even though the courage uh, or were the ones that most recently played and played well. Um, but yeah, before we do all of that, Ebony, who brings us here today? Uh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company right here in downtown Raleigh, who will have the new USA beer from Harpoon Brewery. Yes. Uh, all the supporters are very excited, so big ups to Johnny for making that happen for us. Thank you, Johnny. Uh, we're also brought to you by, London, uh, by the London Bridge Pub right here in downtown Raleigh. Uh, they have on all the Euro games. They have on Copa America. They will have on the Olympics, pending times. <laughs> and they will have on World Cup qualifiers and all the friendlies for every soccer game you ever need. Uh, so check them out right here in downtown Raleigh, London Bridge Pub. How big was the party there today after that England Germany game? Oh man, uh, we're not doing the footballs coming home. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know what's going to happen. They're probably going to lose to Ukraine, and uh, because that's that'd just, be hilarious. Because that that is hilarious. that would be. Peak, peak three lions, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to happen. Go ahead and mark it down on your Twitter, y'all. Uh, awesome. So thank you very much, Ebony, for that. Let's talk NCFC. Uh, man, it's been a hot minute since we talked NCFC. Um, so we've there's been at least ooh, six, seven games? <laughs> Shit. Uh, we have not podcasted in a while. Our last podcast was May 12th, for those of you counting, over a month and a half ago. Yeah. Uh, so Rattling off the last uh, game since we've recorded, we lost to Ford Madison in the last minute. Uh, drew against the kickers, which was our first point of the season. And, and at that point, we were all like, okay, okay, okay. You know, we're we're, we're going to do fine. Okay. Uh, we actually got a clean sheet in that one as got, well. Got a clean, so, our, so far, our only clean sheet. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, we, we lost a heartbreaker against FC Tucson. Uh, lost against Fort Lauderdale 2-1. These are all 2-1 results, by the way, of course. Uh, Greenville, lost to Greenville 2-1. Uh, that was the infamous Jake McGuire kick into the stands after full time, which landed him a suspension, which, uh, when the next game was Chattanooga. We lost 3-2. Are we sensing a pattern here? Are we sensing <laughs> a pattern of, we're losing, but we're only losing by one goal. Um, we're not getting blown out in the traditional sense of being blown out. Uh, and then after that, we finally got our first win of the season. Yay against the Richmond Kickers. And how much does it suck to be the Richmond Kickers fans to, uh, and Ebony, you could probably, you, you probably have a, a better pulse on, on the Richmond fans because I know you do another podcast with them. Um, yes. <laughs> I, I don't know how they're feeling the fact that they've dropped points against the worst, by far the worst team in the league. Um, oh. 
And the fact that they're the only team that has dropped points. Yeah, the only. Against, yes, yes, yeah. against NCFC, yes. I mean, I would feel some type of way, but I, uh-huh. apparently it wasn't great. Um, they didn't come up to the tailgate after the game, which sucks because, you know, yeah. it's fun to have away support. Um, yeah. So I wanted to use this new platform because I wanted everyone to, to take this new new change as a as a reset. You know, yeah, we we dropped down a league. We didn't know what was coming in. We looked like heart garbage for a lot of the first part of the season. Um, but then you and then you have a lot of injuries to a lot of veterans. So you have a lot of young players coming in and they're trying. And it felt like everything was just going from bad to worse. Um, but then we had to say, wait, mm-hmm. no, these are young kids. This is the reset we needed. And that 2-1 win versus the kickers was the reset and the tide. Like, I wouldn't say the full tide changing, but it was definitely, like, helpful. Yeah. You know? Like, you, oh, we start oh, yeah. a 15-year-old against Chattanooga and in almost, goal. Almost pulled it out. I mean, we kind of we lost steam at the end there. but Which I understand cool. because, yeah. again, there was a 15-year-old and a 16-year-old <laughs> on the field. <laughs> and, yeah, and they actually were probably both players of the game for us, you know, yeah. uh, getting the, the goal. Um, it's it's unreal, uh, the amount of injuries, suspensions, uh, delays. You know, like uh, Martina was supposed to be here. Well, in an ideal world, he would have been here much sooner. But, you know, because of visa issues and COVID issues, same thing with um, Pekka. I think, you know, he came in very, very late. I think he came in like a week before the season even started. So he hadn't even had time to like gel and train with all the, the guys, um, you know, just at least I can, I can at least say that we didn't leave it to the last minute necessarily for our core group of players. We kind of knew who we were going to get uh, kind of going in, uh, but it's and, 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 you know, players like Thorne Simpson coming in, um, which is a great name. Uh, Josh Cohen really hasn't kind of we, we're not seeing the full effect of Josh Cohen like we kind of saw with him at FC Tucson last year. I was really excited about that signing but he just hasn't uh, – maybe he's not showing up on, on the uh, stat sheet and maybe he's kind of doing some of the dirty work on the wing, but um, I, I was hoping for at least a goal or two since he was their leading goal scorer last year. Um, some, some good, some, some positives, right? Obviously, we got we have four points now. We're still bottom of the league. The next closest team uh, is FC Tucson, and they have uh, nine points. So we're, we're, we got a ways to go. I will say this, though. Um, we have four points through eight games. Now, I, for my sins, I am a uh, casual Tottenham fan. Uh, and I was a fan when they had only gotten two points from eight games, sacked the manager, brought in Harry Redknapp, and they somehow managed to claw their way back to finish eighth in the season. Now, obviously, we are not in the Premier League. We do not have 20 teams in this league. But I guess there's there's something to hope for that, you know, like the season wasn't a total waste. They managed to finish eighth, you know, top half. That's pretty good. So I'll ask you guys, uh, I'll ask you and, uh, and Dave, uh, what, what do y'all think at this point would be a, if you were to look back on our season for NCFC, what is a successful season? Um, a successful season to me is five. We're at 500. And we signed some academy players to pro contracts, uh, and 
we get a chance to make um and we get a chance to make a splash and develop some more players because so for those that don't know we had a conversation with john bradford um after the chattanooga game and some of the um, ncfc front office brass too yeah some of them were there some of them shouldn't have been there some of the ones that weren't there weren't there <laughs> kind of surprised uh, <laughs> yeah. are you really though <laughs> i mean no i guess not no I guess not. Uh, and he asked for the meeting and yeah. we got to talk to them talk to him and say hey like you keep telling us to trust this process well what is it and no he didn't give us the entire process but he gave us his expectations and what he wanted to see and I can agree with those. I want to see us compete, win some games, and develop some kids, sign them to pro contracts, and so that when they move on, like we want to be that seller team. Cool. Put these put these kids on contracts. Let's make some money off of them. Let's get them developed to to where they need to be to move on to like some of these ULC US USL championships or MLS or even overseas. Because as we just saw, we just lost out on uh, Adam. And we just lost that on some other player. Can't remember who it was. Yeah, Adam uh, Armour, I believe, is, is yeah, the player Adam in question okay. here, right? Yep. Yeah. So he was I, in our academy, and then he ended up in he ended up going to was to Europe for a little bit. Yeah, uh, FC Nuremberg. Um, FC Nuremberg, and now he has reportedly signed with uh, um, Plastic FC. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and this is a great example of uh, those. Quasi pro contracts are are one thing, uh, and that looks nice and everything, but it doesn't mean shit if uh, a talented player leaves for quote unquote better opportunity, uh, and then we get nothing in return for it, like absolutely nothing. Honestly, I was I was I was mad at the fact that he shipped off to Nuremberg because it was for free. He got to leave for nothing because he wasn't he didn't sign a pro contract. Uh, so there's no solidarity payments that, that come our way. Uh, sounds like from what Bradford was saying in the meeting that that really is something that he is trying to push the front office to do. I wouldn't think that it would be something that you would have to push the front office to do. If this is the thing that we drop down for a reason, I would think that that would be paramount. Uh, you know, like develop players, sure, move them on when they're ready. But I would think move them on meant sign them to a pro contract once they're too good for us or for the league then you sell them to another team you get a little bit of cash from it can you imagine how much we would have gotten from adam armor had we had a solidarity payment with him we would have gotten that we would have gotten that beautiful uh daddy tepper mls money you know um but we didn't <laughs> Uh, or you know we didn't even get anything with nuremberg so uh, uh, that that, that seems like good. that seems like a case of mismanagement Right oh, there. Sure. And that's something that needs to be, that's something that this front office, if this front office is intent on being this, this tin pot Southampton or whatever, where, where the focus <laughs> is entirely on developing players rather than actually, you know, going out and trying to, you know, win titles, then, you know, they need to, they need to get their house in order and make sure that that gets done because otherwise then, you know, what, what do we have? I mean, we're in last place. We only have, we have four points against Richmond. You know, and we're nine points adrift of uh, a playoff spot at this point, which admittedly, you know, it's still early enough in the season that that's, you know, we, we can catch not, that. It's not insurmountable, but it does make the job really, really difficult. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, half the teams in this league get into the playoffs. So it's not like yeah. we have to shoot for one. We have to shoot for six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And eventually yeah. Toronto's going to lose that hot hand. I mean, they're playing really freaking well right now. Very surprised by that. I was told we were going to walk through those games, and that's not what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, Tucson is a wild card. Uh, yeah. We just need to, so, some of these teams that are known to be bad to go back to that. And our players to finally start meshing, which it looks like they are. Like, yeah. well, it would the also kickers, help. The kickers game was one of the best games I've seen them play. It would also help if uh, Nazmi Albadawi came back uh, pretty soon, because it seems like we could really use uh, a little bit more veteran presence in that midfield. Oh, for sure. Uh, sure. And, and and speaking with uh, John Bradford in that, in that meeting, was it last week that? Uh, he actually reminded us of that a little bit, um, that so many players uh, were late getting in or injured or suspended in case of Jake McGuire, that we were the plan was supposed to have a good mix of veteran talent, young talent that had some experience, and then some 15-year-olds. But then everything just kind of got hinky, and then we had to start some of these guys that are 18, 19, 16, 15 uh, and kind of have to bite the bullet on that. So it sounds like our team is getting healthy again. Um, I- I'm I'm hopeful. I mean, God, I don't know how much Nas can do right now, given the fact that he's not going to be match fit for a month maybe from now. Um, but purely just having him on the field, even if he's only good for 60 minutes, I'll take it. You know, I'll take it yeah. versus... Uh, you know, playing two defensive midfielders in the center uh, with Pearson and Pekka, like God bless, God bless him. But like that, I think we could do better than that. And I think we have a little bit more offensive firepower, obviously, if we got Nas kind of linking up from the back to the front. I would say, I mean, yes, I agree with 100% of that. But then we also have a lot of young goalkeepers behind a veteran line, like a semi-veteran line in the back. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, getting Oz back, him and JT are going to have fun in that midfield. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to see the two of them, like, really start to, to click. So, that'll be great. And then Club Legend, obviously, <laughs> leading leading the charge in the back with the young loss from Fulham. Oh, that'll be great. If he can get freaking healthy. Yeah, he's, he's kind of been – I think, obviously, he would have started uh, ahead of Holiday and had – uh, had he not been had lost, not been kind of banged up, but you know it's great to see Nick Holiday kind of just step right in like he's been doing it forever. I mean, I, I can't give the guy enough credit for like just doing it, you know. Like, and it's not, and I can't even fault him for like what happened in the game because he played amazing. Like yeah. none of the, I can't I can't fault him for any of those goals. No, not at all. I mean, he, he what, what was it? The, it was a USL record for the amount of shots in a game. Yeah, thirty-seven. The dude had to stop thirty. I mean, that's that's NHL territory. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like that—that's what you see in a hurricane stat sheet. Thirty-seven shots on goal. That's you know? terrifying. Yeah, you're like, for, if you're fifteen, he managed to to power all the way through that. Like, man, what a way to like you know be baptized by fire essentially. But man, uh, that's that's essentially that. isn't that what like didn't Tim Howard have a game like that where I forget who it was that actually wow. covered his goal and he ended up with like. Like twenty eight saves or something ridiculous like that. The Belgian. Did he really hit us with the Belgian game? Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, I'm just talking about the number of shots that Belgium got off 
in that oh, yeah, game, it and it was, it was just yeah. just shot after shot after shot. It's like, and, what's and wrong with the back line that they're <laughs> the you know that they're allowing this to happen? Yeah, it was a back line with um, Jermaine Jones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, there you go. There you go. There you go. Say no more. So, uh, so Ebony, you were kind of speaking about the defense in front of the goalie, like no matter who the goalie is. Here's here's who we have on defense purely from a perspective of they have played USL minutes as a professional before this season. The only people uh, that can say that they have, like, uh, well, let me see. I think Malik Hamilton, where did he come from? Uh, I always get him in, because they both have Malik, Malik, (laughs) I can't even say their names right. Mbaye Uh, and Hamilton. Uh, I'm trying to remember who's coming from where. Um, Was Hamilton the one that came from Clemson? Oh, I could not tell you that answer. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. He he came from Toronto. Uh, he came from Toronto FC. Too. Uh, we Mbaya, do our research on the fly here. So yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> so I think Mbaye came from, from Clemson. But in, but regardless, okay, so if we're going to count, let's just go ahead and count. Hamilton, Mbaye, and Nelson Flores are the only guys in the back line that have played any sort of legitimate pro minutes in some capacity in the past before this season. Max Flick, uh, club legend. Um, never played a game in the pros. Nelson Martinez never played a game in the pros. Britton Fisher, Colin McCammy never played. Uh, Parker O'Farrell, Shermaine Martinez is a is a great like veteran player. Uh, you know, plays for Curacao, played in the a, a Gold Cup match, but he's never played in the USL. You know, like so we have a lot of uh, inexperience in the back, and I think that's that's you can kind of see the correlation between the inexperience. And giving up the goals, we've like like we said at the beginning, we only uh, have one clean sheet. Um, and if you look, if you look at the game or if you watch the highlights of that Richmond game, it was very easy. That that could have gone one one two 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 one either side. It was kind of crazy that it only ended nil nil. So um, it, it the counts, first, one. yeah, the first one, yeah, it, it counts. But like, you know, I, I kind of you know sometimes like over the course of a season you just kind of like accidentally get a win or you you kind of squeak by and kind of go oh well you didn't deserve that one, um, so you take all that into consideration. Um, and we never really talked about this at the beginning of the season because uh, you know let's be let's be real we we had kind of pie in the sky uh, giant aspirations you know like we got a lot of talent they're going to do really well. Uh, you know, we're starting fresh, new, new blood, new coach, new mindset. Here we go. And we just didn't really consider when we stop and look at the the roster. What we had, yeah. And then we yeah. lost five in a row. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas, like in the front, midfield, and forwards, there's tons of experience um, in the pros in one way or the other. Um, and even in just the USL, uh, there's there's a there's a really decent amount of experience there. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know what else to say about NCFC other than, um, you know, we, we've got some talent that have, that is, have yet to really kind of shine. Thorne Simpson, Nas, Josh Cohn, uh, Christo has been hurt. Um, but, you know, even when he wasn't hurt, he was kind of struggling to even do anything, create much of an impact. Well, I'll, I'll try and be as diplomatic as possible, create an impact. <laughs> Oh, um, my bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, like players like JT, Man, I, I really hope we can uh, lock him up for at least another year on loan and maybe convince Louisville, hey, you know what? You really don't need him nah. as, much, as much as we do. <laughs> um, 
So two things I'd like to see happen by the end of the season. Uh, Ebony, you kind of touched on it. I, I would consider the season a success. 500 is lofty, but doable. I, I think of where we're sitting now, it's certainly doable. You know, a few wins in a row, we're, all of a sudden we're talking about, you know, it's very attainable. Uh, I would also like to see at least one or two players sign legitimate pro contracts and not these bullshit college academy like we have like half the team right now um, where they're essentially a pro in every sense in, in, except in their bank account. Um, so I'd like to see Holiday get the pro contract. I know he's only 15, but I would at least like to kind of have that earmarked by the front office. <laughs> and Cole Frame, uh, give, give, give him a contract. He stepped up big time. They both did um, and played really well in a loss that, uh, that, you know, probably could have gone either way, to be quite honest. Um, I, I think we, I think if they're smart, they're already working on that. Uh, I would think, I would hope. Yeah. And that's just me hoping that my front office is smart. <laughs> or at least aware. You know, if, if, if for nothing else, the Adam Armour uh, signing from uh, Plastic FC should have been enough for him to, for everybody to go, oh, shit. Well, we can't have that happen again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, oh, see. But, and now yeah. I've lost faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, from a fan's perspective, you know, obviously, it's and, and John Bradford touched on this, is like, it's one thing to hope for that, but you know, you have to convince not just the player, but you have to convince their parents that the, the signing a pro contract is the best situation for them going forward and not going to college for four years and then we lose them for absolutely nothing. Like, they've been in this, some of these guys now have been in the academy since they were six, seven, eight, nine, twelve. You know, they've been wearing the badge of the Railhawks slash NCFC for as long as they've been able to kick a soccer ball. And then they, they go to college and then it's like, all right, bye. Have fun. You know, yeah. uh, appreciate, appreciate your time. You know, we invested a lot of time and effort and then you invested a lot of time and effort. And, uh, you know, you'll get to. And now you have a college scholarship. Hooray. And hooray. <laughs> you know, you can all see. Here's the thing is like you can always go to college anytime you want. You just can't mm-hmm. play for their team, <laughs> you know, like you can still go get an education if you want. Uh, there's nothing stopping you, but, um, you know, just, I mean, except, you know, the fact that college is really, really expensive these days. College well, yeah. is a social construct. Yeah. And, and college honestly, is actually not needed. It's not. It's really not. Um, and again, if you really felt compelled, you could always go back to school or do like kind of like what Connor Tobin did while he was here. He was kind of taking night classes and getting his business degree, you know, um, my wife's doing something similar. You know, she's just taking night classes when she can to, to earn enough credit to get her, you know, MBA. Boom. Done. Um, one quick thing before we kind of wrap up here. Next game for NCFC is July 3rd, this Saturday, against South Georgia Tormenta FC. We See, they're a crap cheap, man. Yeah, we have not played them yet. And you're right, Ebony. It's like, what, what should we expect from them? Um, so... I do, like you mentioned, I do another podcast, and one of the things that has been thrown around a lot with them is that they are consistently inconsistent. Well, they basically just sound like us then. <laughs> but they do it worse because they're either going to be really, really, really fucking good and like score six goals, or they're just going to shit the bed and. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still seeing a lot of correlation here. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still seeing shades of, of NCFC, uh, even even Railhawks days. Uh, so, 
So um, here are some quick stats for y'all. They were on a four-game win streak before they lost 3-1 to Toronto FC, too, um, in their last game. So they're coming off a loss. We're coming off a win. I mean, hopefully momentum carries us in that direction. Um, some more quick stats. They've played 12. We've only played eight. We are, I think the only other team that has played eight games is Chattanooga in their third. Like they're just like, they have 17. Yeah, eight games Chattanooga was another one that just kind of threw me off. Yeah. Like, they weren't supposed not, to be good. I was not expecting them to be this, this early. I mean, I was expecting Ford Madison to be a lot better than they are. They're sitting seven you now. So hell, New England Revolution 2. Right now, if you start the playoffs today, they're in, which is really weird. North Texas is out, right? They're sitting 10th. Um, so, yeah, uh, they play 12. Uh, they've kept three clean sheets versus one for us. So it's eh, roughly the same amount. If we played 12, we'd probably, statistically speaking, we would probably have close to, to three or at least have another. Um, NCFC does have better passing percentage. Not like that means a whole hell of a lot, but. Uh, we have 83% pass completion versus their 76. Um, Are we passing it into our into their net or? Uh, yeah, hmm. no comment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their goal conversion rate is about the same as ours in terms of shots on goal to goal conversion. It's about 11%. Uh, here's one thing though that really stood out to me when I was kind of comparing the two teams. We have only had 13 yellow cards the whole season. That's pretty impressive, and one red card. <laughs> um, but, so the cynic uh, in me, the cynic in me, wants to say, well, when you can't catch up to their players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you, with yeah, when you're uh, have sixteen year old legs versus twenty six year old legs, it's you know, there's there's obviously a discrepancy there. Yeah. But they have they have thirty eight yellows on the season so far. Uh, granted, they played four more games than we have, but still, that seems high. Yeah, no, no, no they they are apparently they are always that shit when it comes to yellows and reds a little aggressive so we haven't played a team that's been that aggressive so i wonder how our guys are going to be prepared for that i'm hoping that the coaching staff is preparing them for that kick their teeth um, yeah like oh, that was violent. i'm sorry you're gonna get your you know you're, you're gonna get your shins kicked every <laughs> opportunity you know they're gonna not i don't know if they're gonna play dirty i, I haven't really watched them play but um but certainly, they're certainly not playing clean. They have 38 yellows <laughs> through 12 games. Um, and I'm going to butcher his name, but he's leading the, their team with four goals. Marco Micheletto. There we go. Micheletto, yes. Yeah. He was apparently really, really good. I didn't, I before this season, I did not watch a lot of USL League One. I'm not going to lie to you. So I've had oh, to sure. get the task force. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, we're all learning the league at the same time really um if any if any fan if any ocs member is like oh yeah i've watched the league one you're like you're lying you, you maybe yeah. watch ford madison games and that's it let's be real <laughs> um yeah so uh, the player i'm looking out for hoping crossing fingers that he's actually able to start or at least come off the bench is not because he he posted on his instagram that um he's all smiles because he's ready to play again um which uh, it, it's kind of crazy that eight games in, we've kind of forgotten that he's part of this team because just has he just hasn't featured yet. So, player to watch, Nas Abadawi. Other than that, JT, obviously, he's what well, he's right out. He's fantastic. JT's player of the season right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Like Mishich is is getting goals for us. You know, in the sense that he has like what three, um, two. I think he's leading leading goal scorer with two. <laughs> um, but JT is just I don't know. He's just I like to watch him play. I, I don't know if I can say that about any other player on the team right now. Like when he has the ball, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. 
So yeah, I think JT's early season player of the, uh, of the year for us right now. So uh, y'all got anything else about uh, NCFC before we take a little well, break? I hope they go and win a damn game. Another game. Yeah, another one. Yes, uh, more wins. Just- we need more need more wins. Get back into the the thick of the of this league and and uh, let's you know onward and upward because there's no other way to go. Right? Yeah, exactly right, Dave. It's like this is <laughs> this is the moment where you're like, huh? Promotion and relegation. We really don't need that, huh? We we really don't. Need that at all. We can wait. No. I can wait. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it, agreed. So a win, honestly, a point uh, this weekend since it's on the road. I'd be totally happy with that. Um, but a win would be sweet. Get a little win streak going. Get a little more confidence in our young guys. And uh, and leave Georgia with three points would be would be ideal. Uh, and a clean sheet. Fuck it. Yeah. Let's just let's let's dream big. You know, a win and a clean sheet. And and more than uh one by more than two goals. You know, or by more than a goal. You know, I'm gonna call it now. Two nil. Two nil win for for the dead whales. Wow. That's sure, really ambitious. Somebody has to be. Uh, optimistic and i guess and that's been, always been you chuck it's always been me yeah it has always been you <laughs> uh i just like to hope the best but i always prepare for the worst um all right well we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and talk uh, courage boy uh speaking of teams with win streaks true yeah we're gonna get into that and we'll be right back Okay, we're back. Uh, let's talk some courage. Uh, D- Dave, this is obviously your wheelhouse, man. By the way, we got Austin Deleuze live or in in the in the room. I'm sure he probably doesn't want me saying that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> appreciate you being here, man. Um, but yeah, uh, feel free if you want to talk, man. Just just let us know. We'd love to to have your uh, opinion on on the courage. So, Dave, uh, this is this is uh, this is more your style. Feel free to take it away, my dude. So the Courage officially started the NWSL regular season uh, on uh, May 15th. Um, they started with a uh, nil-nil draw uh, up at uh, up in Tacoma against Old Rain, uh, and then had a uh, tough loss at home against the suddenly resurgent Orlando Pride. That was a, a 2-1 loss in which all the mothers scored in that game. Uh, we had goals from. Uh, Sid LaRue, Alex Morgan, uh, Jess McDonald pulled one back late, but we were un- unable to get the equalizer. Uh, we then turned around uh, um, and uh, chose violence against Racing Louisville, <laughs> um, basically getting a 5 nil win against them. Uh, followed that up with a trip to Chicago, which resulted in a 1-0 a loss and uh, a large number of rage subs. <laughs> in that match, it's like <laughs> Paul Riley pulled Deniso Sullivan like around the 60th minute, and it's like, okay, he's not happy, not happy with how that how this goes. Yeah. And that was it was a disappointing uh, game, but not a surprising one, considering our regular season record against Chicago is one win, three draws, and six losses. So for whatever reason, Chicago seems to have our number during the regular season and we have theirs in the postseason. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Um, then there was, there was an international break. Uh, the U S national team played a bit and we turned around and have now won three on the trot. Um, got a two, one win at home against old rain. Um, went to Louisville midweek, got a two nil win up there. Uh, Lynn Williams with two goals. And then, 
Um, finished off a, uh, a joyous Portland hate week with a win over Portland, uh, 2-0. Lynn Williams with two more goals. She is now leading the league with five goals. So after a sluggish start, we are now in second place in the NWSL with a game in hand behind uh, leaders Orlando, whom we now play on July 4th. What a great time. What a great time. Yeah, absolutely. Do we think Vladko is listening to this? <laughs> oh, man, I wish he was. I have words for him. What's Hi, up, guys? Simon. What's up, Austin? Hey, Austin? hey I, uh, I didn't know how to work this thing at first, so I apologize for the delay. But uh, no worries. this is cool. I saw you guys were on. I just wanted to <laughs> pop in and listen. I appreciate you allowing me to speak. I don't want to step on your podcast, but oh, I'm man, happy no. to see happy to see you guys back. Six-point weekend, very fitting to be back today. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so after a, a six-point weekend, indeed. Our first of the season. We didn't talk about that. <laughs> that should have been like the first thing we said. I thought that was oh, why you... you were back. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a six-point weekend. Well, we're just so used to not having one that, you know, it's it's, it's hard to remember that we did. <laughs> hey, you're only as good as your last game. So, NCFC's best team in the league. The Curse is the best <laughs> team in the league. Clearly. We can all move forward. <laughs> But no, I appreciate you guys uh, getting back going. It's always fun to listen. I'm going to let you do your thing now, and I'm going to become a, a spectator again. But thanks well, for letting feel, me drop in. Feel free oh, to thanks, Austin. In. Yeah, Austin, thanks for being here, man. Feel free to chime in if you have uh, hot takes or if you need to correct hot takes that come through. I don't have any takes that could possibly be hotter than what you guys have, I'm sure. So mm. um, <laughs> looking forward to hearing the rest of the, of the episode. Awesome, man. Well, let's let, let's get back to you know what what Austin just mentioned here is that you know Vlaco and Andonovsky decided that uh, Lynn Williams was not fit to join uh, the uh, Olympic 18, uh, the 18 player roster for uh, the Olympics, and somehow Tobin Heath and Emily Sonnet were, and, and Kristen Press too, right? And well, I'm well, Kristen Press, Kristen Press, Kristen Press, got us the third in the league. Yeah, Chris Press, I have no qualm. I have no qualms with her on the roster, but the fact that Tobin Heath hasn't played since January, we haven't seen her with the USWNT in in weeks, I uh, in months, and yet somehow she is good enough to get on, and yet Lynn Williams is just an alternate, and Midge Purse isn't even under yeah. consideration. Like, come on! Like, is it going to take somebody to like get hurt in training before like? What like I I know the alternates are there for for that reason kind of but I mean what what's mid purse got to do to to like get a, a, a fair shake? Like, oh God! So Mitch purse, Lynn Williams not getting called up like physically hurt me. Like I guess Lynn's an alternate, sure, but so we lose Lynn. She doesn't get to play. She doesn't get a medal, and now she's just in Tokyo. Chilling, chilling. Yeah, basically. I mean, great, great free trip to Tokyo, sure. But like at the same time, it's during a pandemic, so it's not like you can. And I'm sure that they're uh, shepherded from one place to another, so it's not like you can just go out and have fun without, you know, U.S. soccer getting on your case. But 
Yeah, I'd rather her be here. If she's not going to play, I'd rather her be with Courage. But. Yeah, Lynn Williams is important to this team. I mean, yeah. the, the Orlando match, the Orlando match, um, we clearly could have used her speed to open things up, and because they defended well, and and we made it a little bit easier for them, I think, than we should have. We certainly made that first goal a little too easy for them. Sid Larue basically just got a gift from Kerry Ricaro on that first goal. Um, <laughs> don't remind yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and and. Orlando, I mean, they're in great form. They did get two points this season that they probably didn't deserve. Um, that's the the uh, the not a goal that was oh. awarded as a goal against yeah. Kansas City, who's you know the hardest luck team in in the NWSL right now. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, it you know, or Alex Morgan's in form, Marta's in form, Sid Larue's having the best season she's had in years. The, their midfield, their defending has improved, so. They're definitely going to be in the mix as opposed to, yeah, (laughs) as opposed to uh, Louisville. I think, (laughs) I mean, I, I'm only saying that because we've now beaten them twice by a combined score of seven nil. Mm. And yeah, but they're an expansion team. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to have better days and they've certainly had better days against other teams. In fact, I think they, didn't they just beat Chicago? Uh, you might I believe be right, they actually. just. I think they yeah, just had yeah, a one nil win. I remember looking at the, the result and going, "Well, why the fuck can't we do that?" <laughs> yeah. Oh well, um, because it's not the postseason, obviously. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, Chicago in the postseason. Bring them on, because uh, for whatever reason, we turn it on. You know, I guess. I guess we we, we raise our game to the occasion. Mm-hmm. So we just need to get some draining pipes, and we started a derby with with Chicago fans. Oh, we're already changed to the drain Darby. I mean, let's not yeah. lie here. <laughs> I, don't right. our dra- I don't our get it. I don't get it. Best of league. How are how are they on kryptonite in the know. in the regular season? But yeah, but we're theirs in the postseason. I will yeah. take that. Ev- I will take that every day and and twice in October. Yeah, when it when it actually counts for something. Yes. Um, yeah. I, they I have yet to beat it. us when it actually counts. So it still hurts. It's still. <laughs> Yeah, it still sucks because, you you know, it's just you, you can't take um, – it, it just it seems like you can't transition that to the regular season. But, you know, whatever. It's, it's, uh, it is what it is. Can we also talk about how important Sam Mewis really is to this squad? Uh, because, yeah, um, I mean, she's – her Yeah, because <laughs> since she's been back, I believe we are, what, four and one? Yeah, the only loss was uh, Chicago. What was the Chicago loss where everybody got rage subbed out? Yeah, um, nobody played well in that game. No, no, no. Chicago had like a really good game plan against us for that one. Yeah, and yeah. I, I was a little worried because I felt like everybody was going to take notes, and that was going to be the downfall. <laughs> but that yeah, was, but yeah. Chicago's the only team that can actually pull it off, so everyone can True. take note. They, they yeah, have, but who can actually the, pull it off? And, and they have the coaching staff to kind of implement that plan mm-hmm. too. And there was also the fact that Portland, um, you know, getting to the Portland match, um, they didn't really respect Carson Pickett as much as they should have. Too bad, so sad. Carson Carson Pickett is now who has jumped in at left back and has really performed well. She's tied for first in the league in assists. Very quietly too. Like yeah, I, I didn't even know that. Oh yeah, I mean she. Well, I mean. The goal with Carson Pickett for any defense is just don't let her cross the ball into the box. And she suffice to say, automatic. 
Yeah, and suffice to say, uh, no of- ignore that advice. Yeah. <laughs> she was underrated. To me, she was underrated when she was with um, Orlando anyway. Because she was putting in these balls and there was no one connecting on them because Alex Ward didn't start caring about uh, club soccer until this year. And Sydney LaRue was off of her game. And Marta was doing the best she could, but she couldn't score 15 goals a game. Uh, so it was always like, oh, well, they're not getting the service. I'm like, well, yes, they are. They're just not finishing them. Yeah. And to let her go as like for as little as they did, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, I don't even remember but, what the trade was for, uh, like what we gave up. It, it was just like a, a, like a draft pick, wasn't it? Or did we get her for, on a free? I can't remember. We didn't no, get her on a free. We didn't get her on a free. So, all right, y'all keep talking. I'm going to figure out what, what we actually had to give up to get Carson Pickett. So I'll go back in the, uh, the news. Um, we, gave up, we gave up a player. Which player? I can't remember. They we, all gave up the right, we gave up the rights to uh, Jody Taylor. There um, we go. Basically, yeah, you. Jody Taylor's. We got Jody Taylor's rights from um, Ola Rain uh, in the Taylor Smith trade. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Okay. Boy, and, and you know. It's so funny. yes, it was a free. See, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, it, and yeah. it's funny because <laughs> Taylor, because you know, when Taylor Smith arrived, you know, we were all excited, like, oh wow, she, you know, she could have an immediate impact here, and we have not seen much of her yet. Now, I imagine yeah, that's going to yeah. change once the Olympic period starts. Which, is, which, uh, which, it doesn't start till the next game. Am I right about that, Ebony? Like, uh, we're still Olympics? Gonna have, yeah. We're no, still the, gonna have all of our rosters. Olympic players are gone. Are we still going to have full rosters for the July 4th match, or are all the Olympic players gone for that one? No, I know the USA Olympic players are gone. Um, I don't know if, I don't know when Dabinia and Abby leave. Because they, they, I haven't they, seen, well, I don't, I honestly haven't been watching along that well with, they alluded to it on the broadcast uh, that Ursig and, and Lynn would be leaving. Uh, they would still, like, they, and Dabinia, they said that they would still be around after uh, the U.S. players had left, but they were not specific on what that meant. I think they were, I think they were just being cautious to say, like, they're going to be in, in, at the next game, you know, they're going to be playing in the next game. So I don't, I don't see that happening. I don't know. I could be wrong, though. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hope you're wrong, too, because I, I think it would be much more fun to see those two teams with full lineups play against each other. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I don't think we're going to uh, see Alex Morgan's going. Uh, who, who, who from Orlando got uh, it got called up for, for the Olympics? I for the USA? Say what? For the USA? Uh, or I guess just in general, but I mean. Well, I know um, we know Alex Morgan got called up for uh, USA, and Marta, I believe, got called up for Brazil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Did Allie Riley get called up for the for New Zealand? I think she did. So that's three uh, players. Doing gone. our research on the fly yeah. here once yep, again. Doing it again. Yep. So it is. Uh, Morgan, Marta, um, Allie Riley going yep. to New Zealand, Aaron McLeod going uh, to Canada. As uh, I always forget about Aaron McLeod. I didn't. Yeah, yeah she's she's a she still plays. She's still taking up a roster spot for some reason. Yeah, she's she's going as an alternate for Canada. Um, oh, okay, so Sheridan's their number one then. Okay, cool. I mean, what are you gonna do, Canada? No, <laughs> beggars can't be choosers, I guess. <laughs> um, so okay, so they got four players going, but. Yeah, so I mean, Cindy LaRue will still be there, so uh, you know, I mean, she's on a scoring tear, so I'm kind of yeah. afraid of her. Yeah, yeah, 
Uh, although, That's right. uh, surprisingly, you know, we rewind two ish weeks ago. We were talking, everybody was talking about, because this always happens every year, of Lynn Williams, uh, you know, a lot of opportunities, a lot of chances, but she doesn't convert, la, 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 la. And now she's the league leader in goals, just like that. So She has four goals in four games, but she doesn't convert? Okay. Right, right, exactly. Well, mm-hmm. there's, there's always one that you kind of go like, there's always one instance in every Courage game where you go, Lynn, why? But then, of course, she always redeems herself. So, you, you know, you take the good with that. Um, because, and, because she creates that many chances. Exactly. For herself. That's something. She, she creates that many chances for herself and creates a few for her teammates as well. So, you know, you have, you know even, even, even if she doesn't convert them all, you have to got to keep her in there because you never know when she will. Exactly. And eventually she will. So, um, so who, what do we think our lineup? for uh, the Olympic period are going to look like? Um, you're definitely going to see Hamilton start more. Definitely going to see, uh, well, for one, um, oh probably Ryan Williams, Ricaro. Caldwell is staying because they didn't make the Olympics. Uh, right, so that, that's Caldwell and O'Sullivan, yeah. Um, right. What I'm thinking is that we will probably, we, Casey Murphy's in goal because mm-hmm. she, she didn't get called up. Um, then you've got your back line. Uh, it's probably going to look like uh, Pickett, Kaylee Kurtz, Diane Caldwell, and Merritt Mathias. Which I'm okay I mean, with that, that because yeah, she's played well, very, very well. Yeah, and Caldwell has played well uh, when when she's had the opportunity. Or, so, or Taylor Smith, don't forget. Taylor that's right. Well, T- Taylor Smith is going to be an option at fullback. I think she might be even more of an option uh, up top for us because we're going to be a little bit thinner up top. I mean, and you you look at the you know defensive midfield. You you have you know Denise O'Sullivan and Has James who started uh, at Louisville and played exceptionally well. I think. Oh, she was so great. She was yeah. so great. That yeah, tackle, I think that was a she's a really good signing for us. That tackle in the in the open field again was it Lauren Malay that she she got the tackle on like she was kind of breaking and she just not only did she catch up to her come at her from the side and get all ball it was like one of the most clean like textbook tackles I think I've seen in a long time, men's or women's sport. Uh, yeah. Was, I was like, if that's what we're getting with has, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Yeah, when, when she gets, and Lauren Malay, Lauren Malay yeah. wanted it in that game too. I mean, she was, she was gunning for a goal really hard in that yeah. game. I talk, talk about a player. I still wish we had, but I know she, she was so good. Um, like she, she has such a high ceiling. Lauren Malay. Um, yes. But uh, she'll do well in Louisville, I think. Um, once they so as far so as far as our, our attacking attacking players during the uh, Olympic period, um, obviously McDonald and Hamilton are going to start up top. Um, yes. I'm thinking we'll probably see Havana Salon, who's also been playing well for us. Oh, she's oh, been yeah. great in this field. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic too. And um, probably Haley Mace uh, starting, and who got those two goals against Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll probably see you know more of what she can do in that attacking mid role. Um, yeah, another, it, another, it's probably a good thing she's there rather than at the six. Yeah, um, another because she another started player. at the six against uh, OL Rain, and it, that was not it, for her. It was like it it, it it was like I'm gonna make a reference to a movie older than Ebony here. Um, <laughs> you remember like the very first time we saw Nucleus in Bull Durham, he had like 18 wild pitches and 18 strikeouts. I think that was the stat. Uh, uh-huh. I, that, it was like for every for every thing that Haley Mace did that was amazing. She did at least one thing that was like, 
Haley, girl, what are you doing? Yeah, head scratching. Yeah, yeah it, it was like, it was 50-50. It was like she was going to do something incredible or she was going to do something ugly. Less than ideal. It's Less a than ideal. Yeah. She has kind of a, com- a weird combination of raw ability, but uh, a, a focus or discipline issue. Like, I, I'm not trying to rag on her because I think she's phenomenal. I think she can do really, really well in a Paul Rally system. Uh, yes. If she's implemented in the correct way, not as the same. But if she's implemented in the correct way, she's that's why she's so frustrating because you can see the talent. You saw those two goals against Louisville, and were, like the one that was uh, from outside the box just blew in like a freaking rocket. I'm like, yeah, that's a Haley Mace that we know can do well. Uh, and, uh, but she just need, she just needs that confidence, and I'm glad for her that the Olympics are happening when they are because this is a great opportunity for her to kind of step up and, and kind of take the next, take the next step. Another player um, that we haven't talked about yet that we are starting to see a little bit more of here and there is Brittany Radcliffe. Yes. Brit Radcliffe. She she's has been, so she's good. been, yeah, she's been really an attack dog up front. I mean, she yeah. chases after every ball um, that, you know, that anything that comes near her, she's looking to make a play on. And it's, I'm glad she's on our side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a she's she's a solid player and a, a great right now fantastic option off the bench. Um, you know, subbing on for you know at least for the Olympics for McDonald or for um, Hamilton. I, I, it's almost like for like in some cases because she just she has such a, a, a great motor that from what I've seen. Um, well, and and that's and that's going to help a lot during the period because you know you want to be able to give you know, McDonald and Hamilton, a little bit of a breather if they need one. And having someone like Radcliffe on the bench is going to be really helpful. I mean, McDonald's played, I mean, she hasn't played every single minute, but it feels like she has. (laughs) I mean, she just does so much work. You just kind of feel like, okay. Yeah. She plays everywhere on the field too. She's way out in the wings. Except for defense. She she tracks back sometimes though. She tracks back, but we're not just going to stick her back there. No, 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 no. We've learned our lesson. We've learned. Uh, yes. We've learned that that does not work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, one thing I, I want to say um, that I've noticed this season that um, is different than all previous seasons. What's one thing about Paul Riley's system that always has been a little bit frustrating? It's not necessarily a system thing, but Paul Riley. Is it the short corners? I was, it's something similar to that. It's it's the set piece designs, right? They're always like in the past seasons. They've always been like over overly flashy, overly complicated. Uh, like, you see what we're trying to do, but we never execute it quite right. It seems like he's kind of slimmed that down and just kind of, there's still a little uh, misdirection or still some some funky stuff in there, but it's a lot more simplified. Have y'all noticed that? At least, at least from, from the games that I've watched, that uh, whenever we've had a, a free kick that's in a, a, a legitimate opportunity zone, uh, we're, not, we're not fucking around with it as much as we used to. Yeah. Not to mention, I think we're putting a lot more corners, uh, in a lot more corner kicks into the box, and we're not yeah. trying to do anything short if we if we don't have to. And that yeah. might just be the result of having someone like Carson Pickett here who can deliver yeah. those corners. Yeah, and having someone like Sam Ewis on the other end too. Those exactly. Or, it helps or when you have a six four person in the box. Two or, of them really, actually. Uh, you know, Lynn Williams has been heading the ball in lately, so <laughs> true. Um, she she's just as a, a much a threat. Although some of the goals that she's had, I'm just like, why have y'all not marked her? Like, like the one at least one of the goals uh, against Louisville, she was wide open. Like she she could have just breathed on the ball and it would have gone in. Like it was it was kind of ridiculous. But uh, like like you said, Dave, 
that's that's a telltale sign that that is a uh, expansion team that's just trying to figure themselves out. Um, Louisville will have their days, um, but they are. I'm not expecting them to make uh, a serious run at uh, at the playoffs. But you know, they could prove me wrong. We'll see. Yeah, the NWSL is a is a weird league. I think what you you wrote here that uh, the 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 gap between uh, first and seventh is only five points. Yeah, there's still games. we still got a long way to go. There's a lot of, of, of games that have to be played before you know um, this league separates and 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 you know the cream really rises to the top. And and speaking like we were talking about USL League One, where like half the league goes into the playoffs. Remember th- this year NWSL has a slightly different playoff system than. In the That's NFL. right. It's a sixteen playoff this year, isn't it? Yeah, and the, and first, the so, first two teams get buy. Get a buy and and home field advantage automatically. Yeah. Um, do we so finally get our home field advantage this year? So what? We finally get our home field advantage back. Yeah. Right. We or or <laughs> we could finally maybe hopefully break the curse of whenever we've hosted a uh, quarterfinal or semifinal or whatever. It's always been disrupted somehow, or it's not been ideal weather, or uh, it, it seems that uh, we've kind of always been cursed with. Uh, an awkward semifinal or an awkward quarterfinal where, uh, you know, it's on a weird day or a weird time or weird weather, like the whole uh, brain thing being an issue a couple of years ago. Um, I was just thankful that the NWSL final uh, in 2019 was like perfect in every sense of the word. Perfect day, perfect weather, perfect result. Indeed. Um, long may it continue. Speaking of perfect results, we really haven't gotten into the Portland game here, have we? No, we haven't. We, which... we beat the thorns. I think we should be celebrating this a little bit more, <laughs> frankly. Nah, Crystal Dunn, don't worry about the opinions of sheep. Shut, shut them out, too. <laughs> shut them out, too. And, and they Yeah, never... Crystal, Crystal Dunn came back and really had no impact here. Have y'all seen, speaking of Crystal Dunn, uh, go take a look at, at the Courage's Instagram. Um, if you're, it's if hilarious. You're if you're listening to this, you may, uh, may miss it, but... Um, it's great because it's a slow motion video of Merritt Mathias on Crystal Dunn and Merritt Mathias absolutely breaking her ankles. Whereas like Crystal Dunn used to do that for us all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that happening in, in the game. Uh, I guess, you know, maybe the, the camera was elsewhere, but uh, boy, that's uh, some shade thrown in our former player there. Kind of it was perfect. Yeah, no it love be- lost. No, no. No. Sweep the leg. Uh, yeah. She, she's she got her trophy uh, from the Challenge Cup. Fine. You know, but the, the one that, that really matters is the NWSL trophy uh, at the end of the season. So uh, if you have to ask, I'd rather have that one than the yeah. Challenge Cup. Because um, like the, the announcers rightfully said, we are the defending two-time NWSL champions because Challenge Cups don't mean shit. Uh, sorry, Houston. Sorry, Portland. It's nice it's to have that crazy. new trophy. Nice to have that new trophy cabinet, but you know, don't mean nothing. Um, you can't put a star above it. Get it right. out of here. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a glorified participation trophy. <laughs> oh, I'm, no, I won't go I'm being I'm being harsh. I'm being harsh. I'm yeah. being harsh. Yeah, yeah. It, it was legitimate. It was legitimate, but you know, I mean, I wouldn't be saying that if we won it. I, I'll, I'll agree. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe I would. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that was a kind of a, a recap on the courage. Um, God. It's so weird to be podcasting again. Um, like we should be doing this more regularly. I <laughs> yeah, we should be do this that. more often. We should do this more often. <laughs> this yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, also, uh, before I forget, um, since we last podcasted, we've uh, we've done quite a lot 
with club. Um, we've done the pride jerseys. We've done the Juneteenth uh, shirts. Um, we've done the pride. I really shirts. liked the Juneteenth shirt, Ebony. I thought you did a great job with that. Uh, that was me and Chuck and hammered that out quick, and it was quick. super fun. Yeah, um, it was it was it was really cool. And it was shout out to the club for kind of like giving us some uh, recognition. That was that was that was nice. You didn't have to do that, but it was appreciated. Um, yeah, it just seems like uh, so the Juneteenth shirts sold out. Uh, we sold a whole bunch of the pride jerseys so much so that people are asking where they are. Uh, and Icarus is overseas and, um, it's COVID. So naturally, um, they, it takes, the process is taking longer, but they should be here. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, I think they said the pride jerseys would be here uh, first or second week in July. Yes. Uh, So they're coming and, uh, they, they should look super sweet. They're, they're coming to my house, so hopefully as soon as uh, they arrive, I will take a shot of them and uh, and share them with everybody, because uh, Icarus does test for so I have no doubt that it will come exactly how we uh, expected. Um, yeah, I'm excited for them. It sucks that we, we tried to get them here uh, as soon as we could, and just didn't work out timing-wise, but yeah. we're still going to have fun with them, and hopefully... Yeah. You've know, got a whole... Pride doesn't yeah. stop. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, well, I think, um, Uproar sent out a, a email to all the people that have bought a pride jersey, uh, kind of explaining the, the whole thing. And, uh, uh, if you like what, if you like them and you wanted one, sorry, <laughs> we will not have any, uh, spares. Unfortunately, we kind of have to, um, make them as we, um, pre sell them. Um, yeah, but, uh, I think the club still has a lot of the, uh, pride jersey or pride, uh, shirts. If y'all want to grab one of those, cause, uh, nope, you know, they sold out. They sold out of those too. Oh my gosh. Damn. Uh, well, awesome. So, uh, I was going to say, <laughs> go grab one of those. Even, even the, the dual one, the NCFC encourage one. That was yep. That too? sold out. Wow. Shout out to Aaron. Aaron did the damn yeah. thing. Aaron's the new merch person and she's done fantastic like yeah. all season. Yeah. She's been very quick. Uh, she's been very understanding with <laughs> when it comes to us and like asking for our help with some stuff and, um, and, it's been a very good uh, fluid situation between uh, fans and, and, and front office in, in that regard. Yeah, like it's, it's cool to kind of help out occasionally and see your work shared and appreciated. So, yay. Yay, team. Yay, team. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to end it here on, on a nice positive note. Um, unless y'all got something else. No. Yeah, excellent. No, I'm good. Let's go and do the thing. Let's do it. Okay, Ebony, who brings yeah. us here? Oh, we're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company right here in downtown Raleigh, who was helping supply us with the USA beer from Harpoon Brewery. Shout out to Johnny from Tasty for making it happen for us. Um, they have everything you need, so check them out online, tastybeverageco.com. And we're brought to you by London Bridge Pub, uh, where they will have every soccer game you could ever imagine on and ready for you to watch. Uh, they're doing it smartly, they're doing it safely, and they've got good food to go with it. So definitely check them out. That's London Bridge Pub right here in downtown Raleigh. Excellent. Um, thank you guys very much for um, sticking with us. Thanks to Austin Deleuze for kind of like popping in here and saying hi and, and, and joining us for a little bit. I saw some other people kind of coming in and out. Um, if we didn't see you for, or for whatever reason, uh, we didn't uh, get your uh, thoughts or opinions on that. We're, we're, we're trying this whole thing out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll make sure that we iron out those kinks later, but uh, thank you all for listening. If you've gotten made it this far and hopefully we will talk to you again next week because yeah. and hopefully after another six point weekend. Yeah, that would be great. Um, Not for that. 
All right, so everybody, we'll talk to you. So we'll see you soon. All right, bye bye. Okay. Peace.